Hello and welcome to Enchantment, a Dragon Age Let's Play podcast. I'm Brandon. And I'm Manny. And this is episode 19 of Enchantment Inquisition. Yes, 19. 19. 19. 19. Um, right before your 20. Probably I used that same joke, but... What'd you say? (laughs) I said right before your 20. You're 19. Is that even a joke? No, it's just a, it's a fact. <laughs> it's just a statement. It's just a it's just a it's just a, that's uh, a, it's a and that is a fact. And that is a fact, god damn it. That <laughs> 19 is before 20. Not 18, not 17, not 21, 19. I yeah. passed Fox I think... News yesterday, so I was I was very I'm you very what? I passed Fox News yesterday. Oh, wow. So you're 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 on fire just from I, the I felt I felt the energy was still with me. God. <laughs> what where even is Fox News? Oh, it's right um like diagonally across the street from uh Radio City Music Hall. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, how could you ever Well, Brandon, you're barely in Midtown. So, um, <laughs> I I don't go to Midtown. You don't go to Midtown at all. No. But, but we although did, we did go to Radio City Music Hall together. Oh well, yeah, for the Crazy Ex Girlfriend. To watch Crazy Ex Girlfriend live. Yes. <laughs> um but uh yeah, you'll pass the building and there's like a giant um billboards of all like the hosts. Actually, they don't have oh, that anymore, God, I think. That's horrifying. I don't know if if people have been vandalizing them, but all I know <laughs> is that um like it's there. I've been in it before. I've been really? inside that building. I went for an interview. Uh, not for Fox News, but for uh-huh. um, Blue Sky Studios, the people who made um, Ice Age <laughs> and are now just dissolved. Thank God I didn't get that job because or maybe I could have been transferred to Disney. I don't yeah, you'd be a Disney employee. Um, but um, yeah, I went in there and then by accident, I got off on the Fox News floor and immediately regretted my decision. Oh, my God. It's like Bombshell <laughs> where they like get it where the elevator opens and they just look. Yeah, and they also play that song. Yeah, which is only in the trailer. It's only, no, oh, wait, doesn't it play? It does play in the movie. But yes. Um, uh, episode 19. Episode 19. Brandon, <laughs> what did we do last week? <laughs> last week. Um, uh, what did we do? Oh, we came back from the fade. Oh, yeah, we returned from the fade. Stroud and, is and dead. And spent the entire time in the fade. Oh, yeah, we did spend the entire time in the fade. Stroud is dead. Liliana, I mean Liliana, or otherwise um, left there, left dead. <laughs> I, I, I could just say it. If the um, divine is dead, why would Stroud be alive? Exactly. Maybe he has a spirit, being like, oh, "I'm Stroud. <laughs> I'm Stroud. I, Jamaica. I don't know what accent does he have. He has. He does have an or. It's like kind of Orlesian-y. It's like um, like or- Orlesian who lives in the woods. Yeah, he's. You know what? I don't have a huge emotional connection to Stroud, but he is one of and my that's favorite why we killed Orlesians. <laughs> like, we don't well, actually, him. no, Liliana's probably my most favorite Orlesian. Yes. And Cassandra's Orlesian. Okay, you know what? No, I do have a lot of Orlesians we have, that we I have, like. We have some And Vivienne. Yeah, is Vivienne a Orlesian? I feel like she's like an outsider. I feel like she just lives there. She's like <laughs> she's like Madonna when Madonna goes to like London or something. <laughs> <laughs> where she just becomes one of she's part of the game manny she's part of the uh, well, yeah she's she just you know when she go she's a foreigner who goes to live in another country and adapts I, to their um culture there is there is history on on her past she doesn't have a really thick orlesian accent she doesn't have an orlesian accent at all well she, i don't know where she's from i don't know where 
she, where she would be from. I guess she sounds like she would be like a very fancy Ferelden person. Maybe who's just who like it's like a Ferelden person who is so sick of the disgusting dog smell that like I have higher class. She's like these than are them. my people. Exactly. So I think <laughs> that's what I think of her. I mean, you probably have more backs. I I do remember we read once about how like she came from a certain circle and then whatever. But anyway, Stroud is dead. Um, and we regained our memories of our experiences at the beginning of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I, that I totally forgot to mention from last episode, we were talking about how like you know the decision was so easy for Stroud and what we would do in the various other scenarios if we had different wardens. But uh, um, something I totally forgot to mention is uh, do you remember? In the beginning of Dragon Age 2, there's like a whole thing. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of Dragon Age 2, when we meet Flemeth, and she has this whole like grand speech and monologue to, to Hawk and her friends. Yeah, of course. And she says something, like part of her little monologue was she said that um, if you ever get the chance to like leap into the abyss, then take it or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that mission is called Here Lies the Abyss. So oh. people have taken that to mean that like Flemeth is telling Hawk that she should stay behind, be the one to jump into the abyss. Go something like that. No. Flemeth is wrong. She <laughs> will never be correct. Uh she's wrong. She's wrong. Fle- yeah, Flemeth is a great evil witch, but she's no she she's not a narrative craftsman. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that's what we did last week. Um, so of course, you know, after a big event like that, it's time for a little downtime, you know, check it up is. on some peeps, um, yeah. get some, get some coffee, get some chips, you know, <laughs> the same Chabot. old, same old. We're going to talk with a lot of friends today. And when you say that, I just imagine that Xandrian walks in with a bag of chips. <laughs> ah! one. He just goes like. So what's up, Varric? Crunch. And like just like, <laughs> Stroud was a good man. <laughs> <laughs> he was, yeah. I got some Doritos, you want some? No, thank you, Inquisitor. Well shoot yourself. Every time he's just denied. Because <laughs> people are being so serious. <laughs> he's just like he's, just, he's like, just trying to connect with his like employees. I just imagine like the way he asks is like he just like puts the bag forward, the open side forward to them for them to grab. <laughs> <laughs> they never do. It's like, no, thank you. And he just keeps continuing. Like, I, I it's funny that he'll go to every single person and this bag has not been finished. Like, <laughs> how large? Because he, he's like, he doesn't want to make it seem like the bag has been opened this whole mm-hmm. time. So he just takes like one and then sees if they grab it. And then he's just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we're going to start today. By uh, just really mundane inventory type things. I'm gonna do like inventory stuff in the meantime. What happened? There's a ton of beeping outside. Is it like a birthday? I think they're doing a birthday parade. Oh, well, we'll go I'm through. trying to entertain the masses here. I don't care Ugh. if it's Madison's 12th birthday. Tell mommy what you want and mommy will get it for you. Is, is her mother an evil witch? <laughs> Tell mommy who you want to kill, Madison. Should Ma- I change to this hat for Zandria? I like that. Mommy always delivers for her baby girl. 
Mummy always delivers for her baby girl. <laughs> that, that's how Flemeth talked to uh, to Morgan when she was a child. Oh, hi, Dagna. You went into the Fade. I can't even understand what dreams are. But you were there and came back. Can I take a sample? A sample? Of what? Oh, that sounded sinister. I meant, uh. can I cut a little piece off of you and do things to it? I'm sorry, it's just, this is exciting. It all is. Jesus oh, that added, an that added an operation. I feel so bad for Brandon, but I for also me? feel very bad for us. Having to deal with this birthday parade in the background. Oh. <laughs> it's fine. It, it seemed to have gone quickly. I don't think it ever shows up again. It's not the same birthday parade that also had a bus, right? But I remember there was some event in some at, by someone's house that had a, a full-on bus that children would walk into. and Oh. Yes. That was near me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was not this. No, okay. that would have lasted much longer. Yeah, that was a that there was, was a while. Was that the one where there was like a frozen like Elsa and Anna like characters? I think that's late I think that's later in the season. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> But yeah, well, speaking of children's characters, we do talk to Dagna here. <laughs> Fantastic segue. Yeah, and she wants to take a sample of us. She wants to. I think she specifically says she wants to cut a piece of us off or something like that. What, like cut like our skin or like? It's like I. She wants to. She wants to do tests. She wants she to take wants, a sample. Well, just to just get a little bit of my blood. It's hanging out everywhere. You want like a stool sample, blood sample? <laughs> we give her a stool sample. <laughs> Here you go. It's so cruel. That's so mean. So, so disgusting. Like you want, you want a sample, didn't you, Dagna? He's like, here, here it is, Dagna. You're a scientist. <laughs> oh, I do, oh. I do like what she has to say though, because she's like, I can't even dream. But you were in the fade. She's just so fascinated yeah, with she, everything to do with the fade because she, she's so disconnected. She's from like it. a dwarf Ariel. She's just like she just yes. wants to be part of that world. Yes, she's she she can't even fathom it. What what's that thing you call? Oh yeah, dreams. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have like she's gonna be a companion in Dragon Age Four, and one of the missions is that we's like, where did Dagna go? And she goes to a witch. He's like, you want to dream like everyone else. <laughs> she goes to Flemeth. She goes to Flemeth and be like, Dagna, Dagna, Dagna. <laughs> my little girl <laughs> my little girl it's like it's like i what i want from you is your sight <laughs> i um i would if dagna ever becomes a companion i want her to like function like a mage but it's actually like a little gadget like she has like a little like like a like a makeshift staff and like a bunch of runes on it that shoot magic but it's not that would be so magic. cute that would be so cute and it's like she's a dwarf mage. So that's what's gonna happen. They're gonna make the 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 tranquil person that is friends with her at the circle is gonna yeah. make her a staff, and it's all mechanical, but it breaks apart. I thought we said her tranquil friend died in the rebellion. Oh, he did. I vaguely remember us saying that he died, and then like he like sacrificed himself or something, and then like he you felt know what? something before no. he died. Then this, why, then this, why, why do I remember this? Then this this part takes place prior. To, to him dying 
okay, this there's is a, like a flashback. What is this? Once upon a time. This is like a section. Like all the flashbacks just like fucking layer <laughs> on top of each other. <laughs> this is like a section of Dagna's circle, where Dagna in the finale, she's tr- like, I could do like I can't do magic without my machinery. But then she believes in herself and then she can do magic. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we talk to Dagna, we do all our fun stuff, but then it's time to travel around Skyhold and we do see that we have the opportunity to judge someone yet again. So we sit in our throne, which if you remember is the like, it's the Kunari throne that you get. So it's this huge ass throne and then on either side is like a huge like statue of Kunari with a spear pointing at whoever our subject is. I think is. it's tr- is it a spear or a triton? It's a, spear. a trident. Yeah, I think it looks like a. Tri- I I don't know why I'm imagining a trident. I'm pretty sure it's a spear. <laughs> uh, the, a trident is he he's not like underwater? Like, is he? Is he? Uh, is he a fucking? King They're trite? definitely spears. Are they spears? There's no three, three of them no, at the end of that? No, there's not. Okay, it's a spear. I don't um, know why. I think maybe I was watching like Aquaman or something. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> but we get the chance to judge. And this time we are going to be judging uh, Aramond, who is the Tevinter guy from the Adamant Mission, who uh, who caused all this mess. Should we do our rounds? Yes. Oh, should we? Uh, we can uh, Oh, we can that's, that's what I actually want to see if we could judge someone. Right. Who are we judging? Am I scared? Oh, probably, probably that bad. Can we kill him? Oh, the the Venator. Adamant's guy. influence continues, Your Worship. I submit Lord Livius Erimond yeah. of Virantium, who remains loyal to Corypheus. I recognize none of this proceeding. You have no authority to judge me. Oh. On the contrary. Look at my throne. Okay. I serve the living God. Bring down your blades and free me from the physical. Oh, when glory awaits me. Tranquil. Make him a tranquil. Make him a tranquil. My sword. Jalen was given to him. Tranquil. Make him a tranquil. You are the worst of us. The damage you have done is beyond all record. Solace disapproves. Dorian disapproves. Blackwell Of course, Vivian approves. Lord Livius Erimond of Arantium, I deny you death. Tranquility. You. You cannot. <laughs> I am a lord. You pissards. That's worse than death. I feel bad, but I don't. No, I don't feel bad. I don't because, as I've said, he killed a bunch of people. He killed a bunch of people, and he's a he's a supremacist. And then he's like, "Kill me, and then I'll be free from my." Well, you know what? No, we won't kill you. We'll make you a little little servant who can't do anything about himself. How about that? A lot of people disapproved, but it's fine. Care about the disapproval? He deserved it. And now he's tranquil. I feel no remorse. No remorse. (laughs) He deserved all of this. I, death is yeah. too good for him. He needs to be punished. and <laughs> He wanted and he, to be dead. He, he asked wa- for it. Exactly. So I'd rather him be tranquil and give me like, I don't know, make me a ham sandwich when I want him to. <laughs> I mean, is if it, it makes you feel better, it's impossible for him to be unhappy with this. Exactly. He can't feel. He can't feel. Is, well, here's the thing. I don't know if we talked about tranquility. Um, is it something like, um, like, t- can he feel? Is, so, is, par- is part of his brain no? I think that. I is this feel like a get like out situation? I'm pretty sure it did come up once where they said that, like, you are sort of like aware in the back of your mind, but there's something stopping you from like acting. Oh, God, it's like get out. Yeah, I, I do remember something like that. Oh, that okay. That might be a little too. Where like you just like you kind of feel it, but you don't have the ability to. That might be a little too harsh. 
I mean, it's, it's, it's very torturous. I mean, granted, you know what? Okay. It's only allowed for very yeah. bad people. For evil people. For people who, I don't know, sacrifice other people and bind them to demons. Yeah, I think that's fine. <laughs> I think that's fine to do it to the people like that. Yeah. Hey, at least in this game, we turned someone tranquil who deserved it instead of like a poor child. True. You know what? <laughs> and at least we know at least it's re- reversible. We do. We do know that. Thanks. So to, like if, uh, if, if it's reversible, you could get like, you know, 10 years being a tranquil and then like get a, a, a sentence at, at the end of the 10 years. Be like, so did you learn anything? God, this is like, <laughs> still very cruel. He's like, did you learn anything? He's like, go fuck yourself. OK, 50 more years as a tranquil. <laughs> God, this is horrible. <laughs> and then at the end of that, it's like, so we learned anything? Piss, piss off! I'd be like <laughs> every time he's just more, he he hasn't been able to act on his emotions for years, so he's gonna get it all out as soon as he can. So cruel. So that's Aramon's fate. Uh, I do feel a little bad, just because it's a really horrible fate. Oh, Brandon! But my God, it's, it's he's an evil person. It's I know not, he's evil. He bound people the demons. Brandon, of all the things that we've done in these games, this is the least bad. <laughs> Okay, we killed a child. We let a child die by a demon cat. And we let a child be a tranquil. And we let a child be a tranquil. That, that was, was an worse. accident. All right. And that then we a- later saw them and forgot. <laughs> we were like, hey, Fadriel. <laughs> see, we've done worse. So- and we're like, why isn't Fadriel happy to see us? So forcing an evil man who binds demons to people to turn to a tranquil i think that was a a good decision i think also you know what that decision had a little mage hand on it so that was a special like you can only do that in certain circumstances so of course we have to take the opportunity exactly i think brandon we're we're fine we're not bad and and you know what if it makes you feel better vivian approves okay now we might have to (laughs) consider (laughs) (laughs) Um, anyway um that is not the only person we judge no, there's um, one more. There's one more uh, who I don't know who this person is. Nor it's do not I someone we've met. I think this is a representation, much like Bombshell, as we've already mentioned. This is a character <laughs> who represents the experiences of men. Th- th- this is our um, our Margot Robbie, if you will. <laughs> yeah, uh, the Mar- I've, yeah, I've always said this one random warden that we're about to judge is the Margot Robbie of Dragon Age. <laughs> because... <laughs> Um, this is a warden who, she's like one of the many who slit another warden's throat and sacrificed them to bind another to a demon. Should we chill again? We have another person we can judge. Another of the lingering pains of Adamant, your worship. Sir Ruth is a senior warden of the Orc. Sir Ruth. She was one of the many who slit the throat of another to bind a demon. She does not contest this. In fact, she surrendered to us. She requests no mercy. Is more death the answer? I can't do it. I can't use the greater good to justify my crimes. As if it would create a future I could be a part of. I won't judge a warden. I won't judge a warden. I I was thinking that too. It's like it's not us to enforce warden rules. Yeah. We doubt when we're safe. God, everyone disapproves of us. You have more faith in the order than we ourselves have. I don't want to just judge people because we can. Yeah. The other guy deserved to be a trainer. And the, I mean, 
I feel like the people who uh, the people who disapproved are probably the same people who disapproved with us taking in the wardens as allies. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, you know what? Who cares? It's fine. This ends, but uh, b- potentially in the entirely opposite way that the Aramond one ended, because the, we're just like we we're not even going to judge you. <laughs> it's like I'm tired. I don't want to judge. <laughs> I who just am I, who am I? Tranquil. Imagine after doing all these judges, like who am I to judge? We, we literally <laughs> said that. <laughs> we just made someone tranquil yes. and then the very next person well, who am I to judge you who am I to judge you <laughs> <laughs> while, while freaking Aramon is becoming tranquil like held down like no! <laughs> who am I to judge I'm a merciful person like she probably thought she was about to get some crazy fate <laughs> happen to her turn her into a fucking tranquil everyone who gets brought before me tranquil tranquil cause we can the, the guy who threw the goat at the at God. the wall, tranquil. And the goat, too. And the goat can be tranquil. <laughs> <of> bar. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this goat is bad. <laughs> Great one. Oh, God. I feel like that's very tyrant. I feel like you could be a tyrant in this game. You could. You could make the Inquisition so fucking evil. I mean, I mean maybe this is a hot take, but as it is, we're kind of a tyrant. I mean, here we are, like, we don't even believe that we're the Herald, and yet we're using that to get all these people to believe our judgment. Oh, Brandon, that's like, just I, politics. I know we say, I, I say this every time we do a judgment, but it's like our followers are, like, gathered around for our, like, holy judgment cast upon these people, and we don't even believe it. I, I, Brandon, I, I feel, you know what, it's a very interesting way to, to say it like that, because that's a lot of just politics, Brandon. You think some yeah. people believe what they say? No. Of course not. My God. But it's just dark, it's just so, like, it's scary. Like, look at what we've become. Oh, we started this game being like, I'm not the chosen one. And now, and the- now we're like, turn him into a tranquil. Turn him into a tranquil. Ring, 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 ring. I'm calling... Andraste. Ring, <laughs> ring. Oh, what's that? You want to turn <laughs> them into a tranquil too? It's like, oh, but surely we could try and change that. No? Well, you are Andraste. I'm well, Andraste. I'm just the speaker for her, so. So, you know, it's not my fault that 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 she wants you to be, you know, tranquil. So. God. <laughs> so, bye-bye. This is... Well, I mean, I, I can imagine a really fucked up version of like, we're fighting demons. What mm-hmm. better people to fight a demon than someone who they can't manipulate? <laughs> just like the whole front line is tranquils. <laughs> that is it's so fucked the, up. The, the big titty demon is just like going on like, why won't you <laughs> fall under my trance? I'm a tranquil. I cannot be fallen under your Maybe trance. Maybe it turns into a male. This will get you under my trance. Sir, please get away from me. <laughs> or they just stab Maybe it. this, it turns into like a plate of boneless wings. <laughs> like, now we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing that could get to through a tranquil's mind is a plate of boneless wings. <laughs> anyway... We move on, um, and it's time to catch up with all of our friends now that we're done casting our divine judgment on people. So we grab our bag of Doritos, and we start off. 
I'm just imagining going. It's like, what are you gonna do? Is like I have to go talk to someone and just fucking open the damn bag. It's like, <laughs> all right, get there. I feel like I feel like Josephine would grab a Dorito. Josephine would grab a Dorito, or maybe not. I don't know because she's very into her work. But I feel like she's so kind, and she'd just be so grateful for the gesture. She, I should just be like, oh, thank you. Just one for me. Just watching my face. <laughs> just one. We're like, no, please. Like, I need to finish the bag. Uh, every time we like, we aggressively shake it in front of them. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we go to Josephine. Can we go talk to our girlfriend? How are you, my lord? Happy to see you. Oh, thank you. How lovely you are. Oh. Ooh. <gasps> oh. Oh, let's sneak, away, let's sneak for, away for a bit. Let's, yeah, let's Give, sneak away. Let's sneak away for a bit. Let's meet away from prying eyes for a while. Just you and me. A meeting? I could find a place for us two. Oh, together. Well, then, uh, do lead the way. Oh. <laughs> oh, look. See, if this were the other games, it would have been like a, just like, let's just fuck real quick. Yeah. That was cute. How cute. So we- sweet. We just kiss. Yeah, we just and kiss it cuts to the, them like in the garden. In the garden. I mean, not aesthetically pleasing. I mean, for a garden, this is We need more sure. elf fruit. We need, we need more elf fruit. We need something beautiful here. This is this is just like medieval times. This is this isn't romantic. I mean, granted, you know. But it is it is nice though and like the trees have like like orange like fall leaves going on. Okay, like the the trees make it nice, but the architecture but the love between them. The love between them uh, breaks any ugliness. Oh, I do I do love it. And like we said, I mean, in a previous game, it would have been like, hey, Zevran, do you want to go by Morgan's fire and fuck? Uh, and fuck. And then, and then speaking of Morgan, she's actually next to this woman. <gasps> Wait <making> a minute. Because <laughs> in this, Morgan's also in the garden. She's so she so she's just like I'm just used to this. So all it's of our like, characters just they they always want to be near Morgan when they get and, it on. And it's going mm, goodbye. And she's like, "That's it. That's all you're going to do." Back, Kiss. back in my day. <laughs> back back in my day, I used to see men fuck each other right next to the, <laughs> to the fire, and I had to watch. I had no privacy. <laughs> And no privacy. <laughs> and like, I saw two men have sex. I saw Leliana float to the sky while singing a song. It was it was and here awful. You're so romantic. It's gross. And then also, you know what? You know what? I've been here for how many days? I haven't had one gift. Where am I? <laughs> <laughs> Where's it's, the gift giving? They'll give me a Bible. I mean, the hero Ferelda gave me a Bible. Yes, I hated it, but at least it was a gift. <laughs> Where's ev- uh, where where are my gifts? And speaking of, so we are in the garden. So our next talk is going to be with Morgan, but we don't have a gift to give her. Are we in the garden now? That was nice. Oh, let's talk oh, to Morgan's Morgan. right here. I understand you have spared the Grey Wardens from destroying what goodwill was left them. Tis good of you. Considering the weakness Corypheus exploited was their own doing. Still, should a true archdemon one day arise, they will no doubt be needed. Or so they would have us believe. Would you fight alongside me? Yes. I have spent my share of time wandering the wilderness in the company of others. (laughs) Thank you for the invitation, but for now I will restrict my efforts to researching the arcane. 
I appreciate. Uh, what about his dragon? What about his what dragon? About his dragon? Do you know nothing about his dragon? He's big as It scary. has the appearance of an archdemon. Of that, the appearance. Of. I am certain. Mm. A true archdemon, however, is supposedly the corrupted form of an old god. Has Corypheus actually dug up one of the ancient prisons? If so, why has a new blight not begun? So it's not really an archdemon. Could he become a god? Could he become a god? Is it even possible that Corypheus could succeed? The Black City exists. The last time Corypheus and his cohort stormed its doors, they unleashed the blight upon the world. So yes, that would be bad. Corypheus could succeed in his goal. If not, his attempt alone could destroy the world. He thinks I'm a rival. Yeah. Corypheus says I'm a rival. Does that mean... Could you become a god? That depends. Are you prepared to use your anchor to enter the Black City? Uh, definitely not. I, d I wouldn't like that. <laughs> no, never. Tell Corypheus that and see if he believes you. I I really like this conversation uh, with Morgan. There's a lot of just like thinking about Corypheus and the situation, but I love especially the end because it really highlights what we've talked about before, the juxtaposition between Corypheus and and Xandrian, where it's like, you have the anchor, like you could try to enter the Black City yes. too and become a god, but that's not, that's not what he wants. It's not what he wants. You know, I know you've said like, you know, we're such a tyrant. We become such a tyrant. <laughs> but you know what? Xandrian, there's a line Xandrian won't cross. Yes, and, and that's, that's godhood. That's <laughs> godhood. He can't be a god. Um, so he, yeah. he could be a ruthless king and commander, but he can never be a god. So <laughs> he's not even really ruthless. He's like ruthless in the same way that like, in the way that we always are, where it's you just know, like in our heads, but it never actually crosses the threshold into entering the game. Well, we did just make someone tranquil. I mean, remember when the first judgment we ever did where he fucked up. What the hell was the word he thought he was messing oh, up? Oh, he was like, go on a gibbet. That's it. That's what I saw. Gibbet. That, that, that was bad. I I see, imagine if instead we were like, make the goat tranquil. So funny. So, <laughs> so funny. That's how I wish it ended. <laughs> <laughs> but I but I do really like that this is being brought up. Um, imagine if Xandrian was like, I have this anger. What, what could I do with it? Exactly. They don't really give you the option to. Well, I mean, I wonder what we what could have happened because she does ask. I wonder if we said like, yeah, I would. If he did, it'd be like I'm. It's gonna start just going cuckoo crazy. Just <laughs> having such. Be like, then you must be stopped. You must be stopped. You want to stop me? You want to stop this? And then he just like, <laughs> and then he puts like a freaking fade rift, and then she gets sucked. <gasps> the whole castle just starts like flying in like a vacuum. Too bad. Um. By the way, there's a good time to mention. I'm pretty sure. Uh. If you do the dark ritual with Morgan in the first game, she has a son at Skyhold. Ooh. Yeah, so I wonder if in these conversations, if he would be here and he would just be like, hello, mommy. And he just goes like, this is my boy. His name is. <laughs> she sounds like Bowden. <laughs> this is this my is boy. My... Once you have kids, your voice just automatically turns to Bowden. <laughs> and this is my son. <laughs> but it's just Morgan. This is my son. Oh, it's gonna be like all oh, oh, the hero oh. Ferelden used to love to have sex by my fire. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's Morgan, and then mm -hmm. we uh, we also talk next to Varric. Uh, we'll see if he takes chips. 
All right, should we talk to uh, Varric? Do our rounds. Do our rounds. Hawk is gone, Varric. Hawk is gone. How do you feel? Imagine Hawk is dead. We left her in there to die. <laughs> oh, boy. How do you feel? <laughs> I knew Stroud, you know, not well. He saved Hawk's little sister from the blight. Aww. This is the sad song they always play in Dragon Age 2. <laughs> At least Hawk survived. Yeah. You must be glad that Hawk made it back oh, in wow. one piece. Hawk asked me to tell everyone back in Kirkwall where she's going. I should oh, let Bethany know. know what's going on. Oh. I'd better write some letters. Excuse me. This is this is the Dragon Age 2 sad music. Yes. Is this like is that like Hawk's theme or something? I'm guessing. Such a sad, well, touching scene. Um, yeah. It shows, you know, the relationship between um, Varric and everyone else from Dragon Age 2. That everyone does still care. It does, because he's like, he writes other. to them. Yeah. And it's yeah. beautiful to see, like, yes, these characters do still are in contact with each other. It wasn't such a, like, oh, they're just friends. They were a family. Yeah. Even Isabella, right? Didn't he know what Isabella's up to? Uh, yeah, but who cares what she's up maybe, to? Maybe she, like, after a while, she's like, you know what? I need to write to these people after I fuck them over. Maybe, <laughs> maybe like, Isabella tried to bury the hatchet. Maybe. How do you think that started? Like, she's just like, hey, what's up? She's I like, hope hey, you're well. Hey, remember me. Remember I know you left on really bad terms. That's why she should have came at the, at the end of Dragon Age 2. It's like, we need help. And then she comes up on a ship and be like, I will help. <laughs> Isabella, I feel like that'd be way too convenient. I mean, it's 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 exactly like a cheesy fucking early two thousands movie. But I will say, uh, at the time, now that we're on the topic, at the time, I felt very disconnected to the Inquisition characters. They they were really joining rapid fire. Mm-hmm. But I feel like throughout the course of this episode, I I am really I feel like we do know a lot about them, and we're getting lots of character moments. Yes, and I feel like um. While it's not as present in the main missions, there is a lot there. Mm-hmm. Like, pretty much everyone has some, like, multiple new scenes and ways to interact with them after, like, whatever is going on in the main story. So, like, they're yeah. clearly evolving and changing. Mm-hmm. It's unlike, nice. you know, in the beginning of the game, they were very, um, as you said, were rapid fire yeah. coming in. Like, like, it was just like, oh, come to my party. Oh, I'm Vivienne. I, I'm gonna freeze this guy. Can I be your friend? And and, and that, that was the was... best one of them all. Still. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um yeah, but it's very nice that you clearly everyone's opening up. Everyone yeah. has their own little personality and the way they react to things that happened in mm-hmm. in the story. So that's like yeah. a good thing that we have here. And um, and and Dragon Age 2 did something similar where like there would be a lot of updates and the the characters would appear in each other's scenes where like mm-hmm. you would go to Fenris's house and it's like Aveline's there and then you know and this game uh, like we're gonna see some instances of that later on where they're sort of interacting with each other yeah um so it makes it feel like a community you know yeah whereas Dragon Age two felt like a group of friends and this one feels like sort of like this whole little like like community uh, that they've you built. know what it feels like Dragon Age one were coworkers. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they were all like coming together. Yeah, Dragon Age Two was like a friend group, mm-hmm. and Dragon Age Three is neighbors. I don't know. I see. <laughs> I feel like for me, Inquisition, or is it more coworkers? If well, I guess they are literally coworkers, but it feels like yeah. they they're sort of like they all joined the Inquisition when it was still like a small little like piece of crap, you know? 
Mm-hmm. And then, like, now that they've built this whole community out of it, and, and it feels you know like what this, it is? this is their lives now. The Inquisition is like a tech startup. Everyone just came here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, small company. But they believed in what... Yeah, they believed uh, in the mission. And and now look where we are. We're, we're, we're conquering half the country. Yeah. <laughs> now we're tyrants. But anyway, that's... That's Varric. I'm pretty sure this scene can be very sad, like if Hawk dies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and oh, then sure. Varric, like you have to catch up with Varric after that occurs. Mm-hmm. That that would have been very heartbreaking. <laughs> Thankfully, we didn't have to see that. No. Despite Flemeth's wishes. But next, um, we talk to our other great friend, um, Solus, very briefly. I, I feel yeah. like... Yeah, he he doesn't have too much to say, but no. uh, it's time to check up but on he him has, and his paintings. But he has a lot to say loudly. Oh, let's see what your stupid art is now. Oh, yeah. I cannot believe the Grey Wardens could even conceive of such a plan. To oh, seek wow. out these old gods deliberately in some bizarre attempt to preempt the blight. The entire idea is unnerving. Is that new? I guess. Is I'm... that supposed to be like the portal to the Fade? Is that like the Grey Wardens? Oh, it's Grey Wardens, yeah. Such, so angry. So angry, Solus is. He is. He's appalled. Yeah, he's just so angry about the Wardens and, you know, (laughs) how they did all this. It'd be like, calm down. He's like, I can't believe they're so stupid. Idiots, all of them. You know that video? (laughs) He sounds like Sarah. (laughs) Do you know that video of the guy who goes to the other guy? He goes like, Daddy, chill. (laughs) <laughs> what no there's a video of this guy um like these two people fighting it's probably fake and this uh-huh. guy's like daddy chill and the other guy's like what the hell does that mean <laughs> <laughs> no i have not seen this. that's every time i th- i think of people angry in this episode it's just be like daddy chill are you saying daddy chill daddy chill yes <laughs> I have not seen this. I have to show you it later. It's so funny. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so who's is that Xandrian with his bag of chips? Xandrian's basically Daddy, Daddy chill. chill. Did you say that to everyone? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like even was, even the women? No, whoever's yes, whoever's angry. <laughs> Daddy chill. <laughs> but yeah, Solus is appalled. I, I don't know why he's so like even in the fade, he was like, You're right, the wardens are useless. You know what? It brings his art because currently, right now, he's working on a wall. Maybe his emotion, his his mm. frustration, it's like driving fuel, his. It art. drives his art. Very haven't good. You, haven't you ever seen someone like violently like throw paint at a like, canvas? I'd not, not firsthand, but no. <laughs> I can imagine. Or it's it's like in Princess Diaries where Anne Hathaway's oh. mom is like throwing paint at a canvas and be like oh and like oh she was she because she was an artist that's soulless it's soulless yeah i i do like this is such a minor thing but i'm realizing right now that uh it does like the art goes in a circular sequence and you have mm-hmm. the the orlesian ball art and then you have the one we just did but you can do those in either order i wonder if the position swaps, if you do them in that order. I'm I wonder, like yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's Solus. And then we go right upstairs to the library um, to talk to Dorian. You have remarkably little here on early to winter history. 
Because we don't want to teach you, disgusting country. But if you want 20 volumes on whether Divine Galatea took a shit on Sunday, this is evidently the place to find it. What should we say? What are you looking for? Not Stop whining! <laughs> Stop whining! You went into the Fade. You do realize this feat hasn't been performed in over a thousand years. My advice? Keep this quiet. Let them speculate. Too many will see this as a challenge. I agree. Sure. There are enough idiots in the world who think if they just use enough blood magic, their problems will vanish. It's exactly the sort of thing I want to stop back home. Good. This, this I don't need. So there you go. Dorian, uh, as much as he loves to venture history, he doesn't want people to uh, to try to go into the fade, so he wants to keep it hush-hush. The that this happened. No, no one does that. It's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> Never happened. Yeah, but um, I do something that I like about how these conversations go, which differs from how they went after the Elysian Ball, mm-hmm. is that you'll notice Dorian is like, you went into the Fade, and later on, Cassandra will mention how she wasn't there. But with the Elysian Ball, everyone acted as though they yeah, themselves were everyone there. Everyone went there, we just could not see them. Yeah, but meanwhile here, everyone, like, they they react correctly in response to, like, yeah. whether they were there or not. It it would have been nice if, like, you could see everyone there in their own costumes and stuff. Um, <laughs> it would have been very, very nice. Yeah, um, and I wish everyone had unique costumes, like, specific to them. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, that's Dorian. But right after this Dorian conversation, there is another one right about to happen. Because oh, yes. as, as soon as we get back to, like, control Zandrian, all of a sudden Mother Giselle is there. And she is arguing with him. I don't know what you think you're doing. Oh, well. I'm being clucked at by a hen, evidently. Well. Don't play the fool with me, young man. Your glib tongue does you no credit. You'd be surprised at the credit my tongue gets me, your reverence. Oh! Look at that. What's going on here? Oh. I... What's going on here? It seems (laughs) the revered mother is concerned about my undue influence over you. It is just concern. This man is of Tevinto. He's my friend. I'm fully aware that not everyone from the Imperium is the same. How kind of you to notice. Yet still you bow to the opinion of the masses. I meant no disrespect, Inquisitor. Only to ask after this man's intentions. If you feel he is without ulterior motive, then I humbly beg forgiveness of you. I will never forgive you. Get out of my face! Go back to Unraveled. Perhaps it's odd to say, but I think of you as a friend, Inquisitor. I have precious few friends. I didn't think to find one here. So that's Mother Giselle. She's gone, like, she she used to be so nice. But now she's she's judgmental. Yeah, I'm I'm very upset with this, because she's so, like, she was the one person in the Chantry who was willing to throw a bone to the Inquisition all the way back when we began this journey. You know what this And reminds- now she's like, oh, your friend here, your gay friend is it's a winter. <laughs> you know, she reminds I, yeah, that's me. right. I know what this is about. <laughs> she reminds me of Wynn. Um, oh. uh, but now this is about friendships. Like, you're hanging out with that lot? Listen, <laughs> listen, we work for the maker, okay? <laughs> and we don't need his kind. His kind. They blaspheme his name. Blaspheme his name. He's taking it up the butt. You know that, right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, no. It's like that. Where where the maker's light can't reach. (laughs) 
<laughs> and this did come up before because didn't um the message from Dorian's dad wasn't that also from Giselle? Maybe I think so. So maybe Giselle's just very homophobic. I don't think it has to do with that. I think it's just because he's Devinter. He's homophobic. She's homophobic. <sighs> but uh, after this, we go upstairs again to talk to the crow lady, to talk to Leliana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at first I'm like, who the fuck's the crow lady? I'm expecting like this time, woman in like a... Cl- in the clock tower with feathers. She's like, well, well, Inquisitor, we meet again. It's like the lady from Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. <laughs> he gives her two turtle doves. It's like, once for me and once for you, so we'll never be away from each other. <laughs> oh, Inquisitor, thank you. And the Home Alone no, yeah, music Because every time we go there, they just hear the crows. We hear all the birds. And, so, and it's, I'm so thankful for when there's a scene that's like a cut scene rather than like an, like one of those ambient scenes because then the crows actually shut up. <laughs> but it is time to talk to Leliana and she's just sitting down and she's reminiscing and she's thinking about, um, you know, the fact that we saw a spectral Dorothea. I have been thinking. You remember everything now, yes? You said Justinia was with you. Why were you the only survivor? She saved me. She knew it was either her or me, and she wanted me to live. Of course. Of course she did. That's just like her. Her message to me. I failed you too. I'm not sure I understand what that means. Justinia has never failed me. I was her left hand. Now she's dead. I I failed failed her. This message was written months Perhaps even years ago, to be delivered to me if she died. I'm to go to Valence, a small village on the waking sea. There is something hidden there. Justinia was revered mother at the Chantry there for many years before she became the Divine. If I'm lucky, she will have instructions for me. No, I'm not going to say I instruct you. She doesn't. She doesn't, you filthy! All right, you listen to me. I'm your god now. If what is hidden in Valence is as valuable as I think... And we're not going to be the only ones looking for it. Okay. Oh, we got a mission. And that's Liliana. She uh, she has this new message from Dorothea, mm-hmm. Justinia. It, it, it is beautiful that I'm happy that we were able to speak with her, especially about this uh, topic, because, you know, Dorothea did tell us that she's like, that she's failed Liliana. Um, while the spirit, she's like, she least. never failed me. It's beautiful. You really see the the deep connection that they had. Like, I know we saw back, like, she was the left hand of the divine. And we yeah. saw um, Dorothea take her from the streets and have her. Yeah, she, she saved her from prison. She saved her from prison. But I feel like all that, like, there is this touching, beautiful relationship between Dorothea and yeah. Liliana. Uh, more like a mother figure, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know uh, Liliana's family life outside of this. I have um, no idea. Whether she, she's always all we've known is the farthest back we know is that she was a bard. Yeah, like I, I, I like to in my head can like to believe that she had a family that um did not like her, did not approve of her, and what do that you mean? like you know just like approve of her, just like you know just not fam- no she family was, she love. Was too like too what like 
Uh, not like too i don't know but i in my head like too much I, of a troublemaker maybe too much of a troublemaker and like her family always viewed her as a disappointment and dorothea is really the only one who showed her Aww. love and and acceptance so that's why they have such a a beautiful yeah close relationship especially and dorothea's you know, got the one who got her out of that like that life that life that and life also brought crime. religion into her life i feel like leliana yeah. is deeply religious due to dorothea's you know like impact on her impact on her yeah rather than because she was in the chantry and she was like yeah. wow this is like a place for me yeah rather than like i think like it's not Away like from marjolaine like i kind of like feel like she would be like she was religious but she's like one of those are like oh i yeah the maker i believe in it yeah whatever yeah <laughs> but i feel like um she honors dorothea by being part of the chantry mm. and also you know because you know some of leliana's beliefs are not necessarily chantry no which kind of lends to her past as well of not like mm-hmm. she didn't grow up being strictly part of the chantry that's something she grew into so i guess like yeah. she takes from her experiences and that molds her yes. views because she wants so much change mm-hmm. and she like wants the elves to be equals and she wants the mages to be free Mm-hmm. so she's not totally like to the letter of the law and and even the the whole reason she joined um stevan was because she she felt like it was the maker's will for her to do so mm-hmm. and and here so um she has a letter that something is is like hidden in valance uh that justinia hid and Liliana says that that was a town where she was the revered mother so is that the town where the chantry was in in her DLC, Liliana Song. I guess. I don't know. I that's always... where she was a mother. I guess so. So maybe that's, it's like a callback to that. Mm-hmm. But then, <laughs> we also call her filthy as part of that. We're, we're speaking so nice of her, <laughs> but it's like, in the game, we are like, you listen to me, not her. <laughs> well, I think it's because of the 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 um, choices, like the way they like showed that choice made it seem. We didn't actually say that one. Yeah, we didn't say it, but like it was just like <laughs> we were acting out of what if we did say that, how it would come across. <laughs> yeah, but our next stop, we go over to little, the little wood shop area where Blackwall likes to hang out. The, mm-hmm. He really is such a Ron Swanson. He is. He's just type like of character. Oh, uh, he's like so white cisgendered male. So, but in a nice way, he's a great person. He's a great person, but you know, like, would he be the first one I go say hi at a party? No, no, you you have to get to know him, and then you realize, like, you know what? I do like talking to Blackwall. I I, I talk to Blackwall like when the party's winding down, <laughs> and it's like, and it's like, you know what? I haven't talked to you, and then we talk about like, you know, serious things like life and love. Yeah, and then it's like, you know what? This was nice. Yeah. So we do walk up to Blackwall. He is chopping wood. So maybe we don't offer him chips because his hands are a little dirty. <laughs> he's like, no, no, no. Wood. He's the one that actually goes in and grabs he's him like, without God, you now offering. Now we're gonna get rid of this bag. He's like, oh, can I have some? There's no more. <laughs> this is clearly like you can hear the chips rattling inside. There's no more. These are for me. Sorry. <laughs> Hello. You're chopping wood like Captain America. Oh, I knew once described adamant to me. The lone soul that stares into oblivion and doesn't waver. None uh. of the wardens we saw wavered. They gave their lives willingly. They love those died wardens. for us. And Corypheus twisted their sacrifice to make it his own. Most of the wardens we've met hate them. 
There's no one to blame but Corypheus. Even Chlorel's intentions were righteous. Her desire to protect was so great it led her astray. It's not right. <laughs> Don't talk to Solus. You want to do good. <laughs> Solus is good like, and have the wordings are fuck ups. <laughs> so Blackwall loves his wardens. He, lo he loves them. He's such a like warden like stan. He he, <laughs> he, he just He would he, have a Twitter about the Grey Warden. He would go to Warden Con. He would he would like He would love the Grey Warden Fair. He, oh my god, he'd buy all the knickknacks <laughs> and just buy like, you know what I just bought from the Grey Warden Fair. Look at this. <laughs> it's a little vial of dark spawn blood. It's like a snow globe with Stevan in it and <laughs> like like Ostagar. It's like, look at the Battle of Ostagar snow globe. You shake it, you see all the bodies of the Grey Warden. <laughs> look, there's the king of the grass. There's, there's the king right there. Didn't they crucify the king? You did. That's fucked up. That was so gross. This game series used to be so gross. I mean, no. I would say, like, Dragon Age Origins is, like, fantasy horror. Because, yeah. Because it's disgusting. It's just so... What is wrong with the people you there at Bioware? I, I like, guess they realize that like the strong suit of this game isn't that part. So maybe we should make it like, less. I, I want to go, if I ever get invited to the Bioware offices, I want to be like, who in this team designed the Broodmother? <laughs> I want you to tell me who they are. I need to speak with them. And I'm just be like, what is wrong with you? Yeah, and the, like the fact that they like like they explicitly mention vomiting in each other's mouths, like that <laughs> is like they literally just. Ugh, I don't know. It's it's so weird. I'm so <laughs> it's mostly dark spawn related stuff. Although I mean, we did see a crazy spider, but that's fine. That's nothing. Compared to <laughs> we did see a crazy spider, but that was it. It was just a spider. Like oh, like, spider guy. Uh, uh, the, the spider guy was. It, it's fine. It's fine. It's not, that's not, nothing compared to what That's we saw. not that scary. Brood mothers frighten me. Fright and like the darkspawn in general. And like, remember when they were like, when we saw that person, what was her name? And she was like, on the fifth day, and she looked all crazy looking. Uh huh. And, and wasn't she in like, she was in like a cavern made of flesh or something, right? It was. <sighs> it was like something weird like that. But anyway, uh, that's Blackwall. He, <laughs> <laughs> he loves the wardens. And then uh, we make our way over to the tavern to talk to Iron Bull. What? This song? Oh, Grey Warden, what have you done? Doesn't sound very joyous. She just right, wrote who this, should we talk to? She wrote this based on current events. Iron Bull. Let's talk to him. Ooh. <gasps> Does this usually happen after every um, every mission? Does, every does this, mission that does she this sings something related. Does this lady like after the ball is like the ball, the ball at the winter <laughs> palace? I don't know. I uh, she, maybe she does have songs related to each one, and maybe like she doesn't play them until that thing has happened. I like to I like to play a song from that performance about Andraste. <laughs> <laughs> That pissed off Selene. <laughs> you know what I don't... It's like... The, 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 my thing about this is that it's so rude. 
because we just took in the wardens as allies. And if they happen to go to the tavern, they're going to hear this song like, <laughs> Warden, you broke your oath. Oh, <laughs> what like have you done? Rubbing salt into the wound. Like, they know they did it. They fucked up. The wardens, the wardens, pieces of shit. They <laughs> should never be here. Maybe she's maybe she's one of the people that disapprove of them joining. Maybe, and she likes to show her disapproval through song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we do talk to Iron Bull, and this goes to a cutscene where, uh, again, this is a cutscene that involves another person because it's Iron Bull, and Cassandra is there with this big wooden like bat, and mm-hmm. she is swinging with all her might at his gut while he asks for more. Oh, Cassandra. <laughs> Again. This is what they do for fun. Uh, come on. I should have asked Cullen. Oh, she's going to beat the shit out of you now. Good one. <laughs> Perhaps you can take over. With my sparkle fingers? Hit him. <laughs> All right. He greatly approves. There we go. <laughs> Oh my god. There's a ride. I'm not into your disgusting sexual fetishes here. He's really into this. This would be a fun scene if you were romance with him. Yeah. <laughs> fucking bull! Oh, I needed that. Thanks, boss. This is, um, we have to call HR. Why don't you come grab a drink? I'll introduce you to the Chargers. Oh, you want to get drinks? Oh, sure. I am pretty sure that this is an HR <laughs> violation. It was very I, erotic. It's, it's It was like, yeah, hit me. Hit me. Slap and me. And when it's over, it's like, ugh. ugh, ugh. Thanks, <laughs> boss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. No, it's it, it like, I'm guessing he gets like a kick out of like, being super macho, macho, macho. Well, he says it's like a thing that they do to try to face their fears. Mm. Where it's like you can like with withstand your fears, I guess. They can't just go to therapy or something or like talk to a friend. No, slap me with a fucking baseball bat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, sir, there are healthy ways to address your fears. No, you just slap people and, like, you know, see you survive that. You know what, Brandon? The next time, if we ever go to a haunted house, I'm going to slap you. <laughs> don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Fear this. <laughs> I'll give you something to fear. <laughs> um, oh. So that's that. Uh, not too much here, but it is a, it is a fun character thing. Yeah. Just to see, like, see, look, like, Cassandra and Iron Bull, they're spending time together. And yes. This is his thing. Um, but, uh... But- it's time to get drinks with him. Yeah, it's time to have drinks with not just him, but um, the Chargers in general. All the Chargers, all of his crew. Mm-hmm. And like this is in the tavern, and the scene begins with us just walking in, and all the Chargers are already there having a good time. Ah, good. We're not drinking alone. Hi, everyone. How you doing, creme de la creme? Your worship. I'm so glad he has someone new to hit with that joke. We all give each other nicknames under the cune. They ever wear shirts under the cune, chief. Or do they just run around binding their breasts like that? <laughs> it's a harness, Krem. Why do you need a yes, harness? Yes, for your pillowy man bosoms. Let me know if you need help binding. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> Should we say, when did you know? When did you know? When did you know? I knew. I feel like that's the more appropriate question than the rest of these. Yes. Did you always know? Yes. It's not the most fortunate thing to know about yourself growing up in Tevinter, one rung above slavery. In Kunadar, Krem would be an Akunathlak. That's what we call someone born one gender but living like another. And Kunari don't treat those Akun people any differently than a real man. They are real men, just like you are. Oh, your people aren't so bad after all. Don't get your hopes up, Krem. We still come down hard on the back talk. Man can beat the Chargers. Oh, they have a song. Unless you know what's happened with those cards and loser skirts. For everybody battle This is awkward. No matter what tomorrow holds, our hearts be pointing up. Thanks for coming by, boss. Glad you could meet some of my team. Get off of my fucking castle. You have the shittiest song I've ever heard. That was the worst song I've ever fucking heard in my life. Unfortunately, such a touching moment ends with such a horrible song. Horrible song. <laughs> They're like, well, the women have short skirts. Like, what is this? It's like, this is, it's like, excuse me. Excuse me. This is, uh, not only did you have an erotic moment outside but i'm pretty sure that this song is too lewd for the workplace oh god yeah we really do need to call hr now <laughs> um but i did like having this moment before the song before the the <laughs> the tragedy that was this song um to have a moment with the chargers especially um with creme yes that was very nice As this is the first transgender character beyond mm -hmm. the the one random one last game yes i remember yeah yeah i think that was supposed to be a trans woman but it was like a it was like a female model with a male voice mm -hmm. yeah but i think this is done way better oh this is done i i would say this is more respectful this I, is I, or i would wager say this is done at all <laughs> like, this, is, <laughs> this is actually a trans character yeah like this is like you know it it was it's very it's very refreshing to have such representation um yeah in video games uh, of the trans community. I agree. Uh, where people tend to view video games as a much more like uh, male dominated, like mm -hmm. cis male dominated. Like space kind of like medium. Medium uh, where we could have a character in a very, um, you know, fantastical action game. Yeah. Um, be a, a trans character. I, I mean, it's still only uh, a trans character as a non-playable character, NPC, if you will. Yeah, but um, still quite prominent. St still I mean, I would love to see, as time goes, for trans characters to be able yeah. to be not in the background. Yeah. But Krem is still, like, a pretty beloved character who gets a lot of time to, yeah. to you know, talk to him if you want. Yeah. And, it reminds know, me of how um how in Origins, like, you know, all of the male love interests were bisexual because they didn't want to have, like, and all the, all you know what I mean? Like, all you the mean, you mean in two. were bisexual. In Dragon and Age as 2. Time, and Dragon oh. Age in Origins, because, like, you know, Zevran was bisexual and Liliana was bisexual. There were no, like, oh, okay. people. Got it. And then as time went on, now you have Dorian and Sarah. And so hopefully, as time goes on, you can have trans people be in the four oh maybe one day creme will be a playable like a i would love companion. he should be 
a playable companion. That would be awesome. You know what? I would also okay, love... Th- this is my wish list. My Rem wish list... as a warrior and Dagna as a mage. <laughs> <laughs> and I would also love, you know, even in the character... Um, so, like, if your character could also be, like, transgender. That would be very good representation. Yeah. I mean, I guess you, you already can. Like, I don't... I, I mean, don't I see... guess... I mean, like, if, like... How Either you your would. character be transgender or non-binary. You know, just give you a, an array of different... Yeah. Um, I feel like if you're stuck with... Specific, like, uh, I mean, Dragon Age already gives you as as, as many options as it is. Um, but I feel <laughs> I, I like it'd be more realistic. Would, like, I don't know how I would customize a trans I'm, male differently than a male kid. <laughs> like, I mean, I, it's character. true, but I think... Uh, like, it, it wouldn't be necessarily different. I think if there was a, a storyline, you could incorporate that. Oh, I see what you mean. Something like a like way that. to actually incorporate in the history of your character. Exactly. Beyond like not, your own like yeah. imagination. Yeah. Yeah. Um the, the, the I do have a a quick criticism of this conversation though, because it is very random and not that it can't be that way, but like I feel like if you were someone playing the game and you didn't have any concept of like the trans life, you know, mm. I, I feel like you wouldn't know what's happening because suddenly they're talking about iron bull's harness and um and krem says something about like if you need help binding and then all of a sudden the dialogue options are about krem being transgender (laughs) yeah and if you if you didn't already have an understanding of what binding was it you probably would have no idea what's happening and like why why this why that comment would even trigger this conversation So, like, the representations, I think, is amazing. But I feel like if you're someone who's playing who doesn't have experience with trans people, I'm not sure that you're, like, really understanding what's going on, you know? Yeah. Because it's sort of of like, how'd we get here? (laughs) I mean, it's a teachable moment, you know? Maybe they'll research. They could do their their research. Yeah. And they also, they introduce it in a way that also roots it in the world because he talks about the Akune Athlock in in the kunari culture and you know what it does make i think this scene also really makes the kunari culture less from dragon age 2 like they make it seem like the kunaris are very ruthless sometimes yeah um but like you know having this be part of their culture where they they acknowledge not just acknowledge trans people but also accept trans people like i love the line mm-hmm. where it, where um iron bull like krem's like you know they treat you like a like a real man and it's like well you are a real man yeah uh, and it's like oh that's that's, touching. that's so interesting i feel like i've never like n- the trans people in my life have never like used real to d- to differentiate cisgender people versus trans people that's that's a thing yeah I, I wonder if that's like is that like a point of insecurity for krem that Maybe, like i don't know. iron bull's helping affirm I don't know. I guess. Because yeah. I, I, I'm like you. I've never had that in my life with the trans people I've known. Because, I mean, I, I imagine Krem considers himself a real man. But yeah. But maybe he's like, he's not used to other people seeing him that way. Maybe. Yeah. Um, But uh, I, it also stands out to me that Krem is Tevinter as well, because we just had a storyline oh. of Dorian being gay in Tevinter and that being a huge point of contention between him and his father so i can only imagine if you're trans into Vinter, it's it's at this probably point, even worse you know what at this point when when, when uh dorian's talking about oh nothing on to i'm like that's fucking right 
Look at your disgusting fucking culture that's against gays. Well, we we and need to trans learn what people. not to be, though. You know, we have to learn what not to be. But for Christ's sake, I ain't, I ain't teaching it. That's a a good you know place to be to venture. We should be teaching about the kunari. <laughs> the kunari, the kunari are strong, and they they love our <laughs> LGBT citizens. I feel like the kunari. Um, it, it does make sense to me that they would. Um, they would have this viewpoint on mm -hmm. people being transgender because, like, they are very rigid. It's like your role defines you, you know? So, like, if you are, like, a warrior, that is, like, your whole identity. So I feel like if you are someone who's transgender and, and that is, like, your role in society now, it makes sense to me that they would be like, okay, that's that's who you are because that's what your role is now. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, they're so... Th their whole society is structured around your like place in society defining you so if you are now a man then it's like okay then you are because that's what you do <laughs> you I'm know so what i mean you know what now you know what i just realized brandon Tevinter really is a piece of fucking shit it really is a piece <laughs> of shit country because now i'm also being reminded that they had slaves and they're actively slavers have. currently have <laughs> they currently have slaves and it's like this country, they really are the worst. God, they are the J.K. Rowling of this world. Like, my God. I like how we say it's like, oh, my God, this is the worst. But this is literally like, <laughs> this is just like America in the 1800s. <laughs> like, oh. they had everything we're talking about right now. They had slaves, homophobia. Fuck to Vinter. <laughs> I said that. And if we ever have to go there, I'm going to be so angry. Or maybe I'll go there and slap someone. How about that? <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Um, but no, this this is a great moment. Unfortunately, it does end in a bad song that yeah. objectifies women. After we had just a great conversation about gender, yeah, about and like gender, and it's how... like girls with loose skirts, ha 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 ha. And it's like, <laughs> I I just wish I could be like, stop it, stop it, stop it. What is happening here? There are also women among the Chargers. Are they all lesbians, or do they just like the song? I guess they like the song. I mean, you could like the song if it says something nasty. It's like girls. He's like, I do. I do have a loose skirt. <laughs> I, I do have a loose skirt. <laughs> uh, but anyway, that was great. Um, and then we we move on. Speaking of the gays, also uh, by the way, speaking of the gays, uh, Iron Bullet. I believe he's either he's bisexual bi or I, I think he might. It's possible he might be pansexual in canon. Mm. I don't remember, but uh. Um, but anyway, speaking of the gays, we go to talk to Sarah and, uh, again, another conversation that involves her specifically mentioning that she was not there on the previous mission. <laughs> oh, hi. Heard what went on in that fade thing. Can't even start to believe that business. Seeing, Seeing is believing. believing. She has issues with believing things. It's hard things. to describe. Yeah. Oh. I guess you had to be there. No friggin' thanks. Some people are still there. Stroud, yeah? Lost a serious moustache there. Mm. A busted down bunch of wardens. They're the good thing that means a bad thing is about to happen. Like in Denerim, when the blight ended. What do you remember? A lot happened in Denerim. What did you see? People talked a lot about this one warden. <gasps> there was a big fight and they died or... I don't know, maybe they didn't. Excuse me. The hero no. of Ferelden. You forget the hero of Ferelden. That was ages ago, 10 years. I was playing with small painted boxes and burying stuff I stole. I remember more people cringing about magic than blight. Blackwall's nice, though. Different from the adamant ones. 
need more like him. That's nice. I really like this conversation. This might be my favorite Sarah conversation we've had thus far. Maybe because she's not being, you know, ridiculous. No, it's uh, she's being very like open, and she's she's talking about the fade, and you know, she's mm-hmm. she's being in her normal Sarah way, and that she can't believe it, and all that. But yeah, I do like where the conversation goes. Um, I like how we talk about the hero Ferelden. And it sheds light on on her age, you know. She's like the youngest person in the in the crew, I believe. Yeah, and I think that makes her the youngest person we've really <sighs> met in the series at all. She's such a zoomer. I just <laughs> she is. Ugh. And and um, she she does mention like how she doesn't really remember much about the battle at Denerim, you know, because she was so young, and she says that uh. That my favorite part is that she says she remembers cringing, like people cringing more about magic than the blight, mm-hmm. and I think that's that that's just funny to me because the blight is like the big deal, like the big origins. end of the world, and then magic was the whole big deal in Dragon Age Two, where people <laughs> were like, "Oh my god, the mages are rising!" So it's like she literally like her like adulthood and and teenage years was probably more during the Dragon Age Two era of things, yes, than Dragon Age Origins. So like. She that's what she remembers mostly growing up. That's a very, that's, interesting, very interesting to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause like the blight to her doesn't, I mean, she was very young. She's probably um, too young to really remember it. Exactly. So it's not that big of a deal for her um, as it is to other people. Like, you know, people like, well, Leliana was there. She experienced mm-hmm. it. And, you know, yeah, I think most of our team experienced, you yeah. know, the blight and all that. But you know, to her, like we, like some people, some kids today, mm-hmm. don't know the shit that we went through. <laughs> um. So, uh, like I mean, they've... even I'm bordering on like the age of people who don't remember much about nine eleven. Hmm. Which is such a it's such a weird thing because like I vividly remember nine eleven. Yeah, but but when you're so young, like three years of an age difference, or like mm-hmm. you know, people my year and a few years younger, it's like. There's a toss-up between whether people really remember it or not. I feel like that's kind of where Sarah's at. Like, Sarah kind of remembers bits and details, but she's like, the blight wasn't really at an age for her where she would remember all of it. Where she would remember all of it, yeah. Like, I have a cousin who was born, I think, in 2000. Mm -hmm. So, she, of course, she's not going to remember. She was one when it happened. Yeah. Um, And, like, you know. She She sort of knows that it happened. Exactly. Like some, there are kids who just view it as history while we view it as a moment in our lives, yeah. which is a very interesting thing to think about. Yeah. That, and I like, wonder if COVID will be similar. Like I, so many I, children. For example, the like the babies in my family right now mm-hmm. are not going to view COVID as, you know, something because yeah. they, they lived through COVID. But like assu- not, assuming COVID becomes... Yeah. N- not as much of a present threat in our everyday lives. Yeah. Um, but like my my niece, mm-hmm. she's this is this is her defining thing. Like not to def- like this is her like part formative of her years. It's like formative yeah. years. Like she's gonna know this like when she eventually her kids, like, yo, we lived in two or three years of just mm-hmm. craziness. Yeah, and um, two or three years at that age is like <laughs> a lifetime. It's like forever. And I feel like that's Sarah with the whole magic mage uprising yeah. stuff. Like that is the part of her yeah. life that is so meaningful. And that's probably why she devotes so much of her life to helping others. Like, 
yeah, trying to help the people at the bottom because she didn't grow up during the time of the apocalypse. She grew up during the time where people were like trying to fight oppression and make changes in Mm -hmm. like society. So that's probably what resonates with her more than the apocalypse. Yeah. It's a very interesting way to view things. Yeah. Um, So I do. This is one of my favorite conversations because it sheds a different light on something that we experience. It's like, oh, those are events from the first game. But now you're meeting a character who's like the events that you experience as an audience member are things that that she sees so much differently than any other character. Mm -hmm. Um, But we still have things to do with Sarah because you may remember from like we might have mentioned it like once offhand, but she did have a war table mission that involved her. And uh, now she's saying that we can go to a location called Virchale or something and pick up a reward for having done that war table mission. Time to go see if my friends came through too. Just let me know when you're ready to head out. Be sure to bring your empty pockets. Oh, you know what? Let's go now. Let's go now. Let's, just... Let's go now. Let's go right fucking now. Always, yeah. My favorite part this. I'm going to Let's take go see the what bridges. friends can get us. My favorite part this. Mm. All right, we're taking a quick journey. What the fuck is Varric's car changed to? Um. <laughs> why? This is... looks like he's in fucking agony. <laughs> oh, we can't take Blackwall for some reason? What a weird mission. So Varric's card has <laughs> changed now yeah, that it... we're choosing our party for this trip. Yeah, it looks like um complete and utter agony. It's very, it's very creepy. I, I, I know there is like everyone's card has various ways they can change. Mm-hmm. I don't know what triggers this change. I think, I don't know if there was like some sort of betrayal or some sort of sad event. I mean, he's he himself said like I'm thinking of maybe Stroud's death, but he himself even said that um He's like I didn't know him that much. I didn't know that much. He's like he's a friend, but I'm like we're not going to go to like Olive Garden together. Um but <laughs> <laughs> which is only where I take my best friends. I take my best friends for the endless breadsticks and salad. I feel like it must be one of those things where like if you let Hawk die, then it's one card and if you let Stroud die it's someone else. Like it's mm. a different card. Like, do, what what would it look like if Hawk died? Would it be even more just, like, horrifying? Oh, I think it'd just be, like, dark. It'd just be, like, a black card with just sadness. Just utter sadness. Oh, okay. I do see... Th- this... There's a picture here on the Dragon Age wiki where it's just, like, Varric's tarot card after Here Lies the Abyss. Mm-hmm. And it looks like that. But I'd, it it doesn't say, like, or it could be this. So may- maybe it's just, like, always this. I mean, so. it is a defining... I mean, it. it's also not just stroud dying but you know saying goodbye to hawk again not knowing where she's going to be going not knowing you know if she's going to be safe um yeah so i could even give that to them you know he he does have a very deep connection to her um they have a a wonderful friendship so i would like to see it like that yeah so i am looking it up yeah this is the only like version of the card and then and then it can change once more but that's pretty much it Oh, okay. A lot of people do have like four different versions. He only has three. Oh, and, and most people have three or four. Anyway, that's that. <laughs> yeah. But um, you know, we are on our way to Vershale. Vershale. I think I think it's Vershale. I think virtual. Virtual. We're going to virtual. <laughs> Vir- <laughs> Virchile. 
And uh, it's like it's like this area of Crestwood, so it's sort of like grassy and hilly a bit. Mm-hmm. But things start to go off the rails when, when we get to this mission. Like you, you thought that everything was fine with Sarah. It, it goes uh, as with much interactions with Sarah, it all goes downhill from the, at yeah, the end. Like not only is the mission about to get nonsensical, but then it's just like things start to go downhill with our relationships. <laughs> So, um, we get to, we get there, and as soon as we get there, this random person suddenly shows up, and he's like, don't kill me! (laughs) What's that? Don't hurt me. Harmond made me do it. (laughs) What is happening? I I just got here. I thought we were just coming to pick up, like, a, like, a reward for something. This supposed to be a simple drop. What's going on? Yeah. You're her. You're the one he's waiting for. Red Jenny! (laughs) Oh, oh, my God. oh, what is happening? So the guy runs away and then he ends up getting shot in the chest with an arrow. This is just a Sarah mission. This, this, all, this, just, this just comes with the territory. Who knows what can happen? Like, we just met this person. <laughs> no idea why they're here. He's like, Red Jenny. And then just death. And it's like, and God damn. This is interesting. He does call Sarah Red Jenny. Yeah. Despite Sarah being merely a friend of Red Jenny. But and she doesn't. She she doesn't even know if Red Jenny's a real thing. Maybe maybe she's been lying to us. Maybe she is indeed Red Jenny. Red Jenny. I the way I interpret it is that Red Jenny is just like a concept. Mm. But I don't and, know. Red, Red Jenny is an idea, not <laughs> yeah, not a not an exactly. actual group exactly. of people. Although the, I mean, this guy wouldn't know. He's just like, oh, it's Red Jenny. Yeah. <gasps> We have to now fight a bunch of mercenaries and talk to Harmond, the person that he mentioned as he was running away. What the? I just came to pick something up. <laughs> you sound like someone who went to Target and then there was a, a, a robbery. God, was that worth your lives? Oh, oh, no. Oh, hold on. I was not aware the Inquisitor was personally involved. I'm Lord Pell Harmond. I do hope, Inquisitor, that you continue to respond to reason. After all, your choice of company is hardly virtuous. Freaking user you are. Another noble prick who punches down. Is this like a Tron, you your are. user? Well, that is <laughs> You want to talk now, but Sarah is my ally. Come now. You know how much her meddling cost me. If you are willing to recognize an opportunity, we could be exceptional partners. He has like the rich. I don't even fucking know you. Just kill him, Sarah. Just kill him. I'd like to partner with you. You'll serve the Inquisition. What do we say? I don't want to piss Sarah off, but maybe I do. What can you commit to us? Yeah, what can you commit to us? What would you be willing to commit to the Inquisition? Why even ask? Because a leader needs such information to make informed decisions. Stop talking to him. Really, just stop it. What should we do? It seems like it'll really piss her off if we tell him to join us. I mean, he did try and attack us. Just kill him. Just kill him? Just kill him. Just kill him, Sarah. So here we get a few choices on how to deal with Harmond. We can either, uh, we can say you can help the Inquisition, or we can make, like, I guess a personal deal with him, or have Sarah kill him. Many, many ways. Or just ask him a bunch of questions. Yeah, um, but we do end up just, you know, telling Sarah to, to kill him. 
Yeah, after after uh, we gave him the chance and he was like, you need me because I'm a leader. <laughs> I'm a leader. And like he tells her off like, this is what leaders do. Okay? <laughs> like, he's like, your company is not very virtuous. The ad- uh, like at that point, like you're, you're you're just a dick bag. You are a he's, dick bag. He's a douche. Um, and and Sarah gets like annoyed when you ask questions. She's like, "Why are you even asking him?" I, it is worth saying that uh, she does approve if you let her kill him. She mm-hmm. also approves if you say to join the Inquisition. Actually, really, yeah, but she uh, she disapproves if you make a deal with him, but she approves mm. if you say join the Inquisition. Interesting. Yeah, and actually, um, we asked one question to the guy, but I looked it up, and if you ask, I think it was like two questions, then she gets impatient and kills him, like, without you <laughs> giving the okay. Oh my god. But uh, she does kill him uh, after we kind of encourage it, and she does so by throwing a dagger at him, but then the dagger, like, <laughs> lands on the, like, on the, like, the, what, what On the flat side? Yeah, like on the flat side, so it does nothing, and then she ends up beating his face in. Now, what was the point of that? Mother puss bucket, friggin' bastard, shite bag, piss face, eat it, you lopid son of an ass, not rock, piece of. Sarah! uh, What? It's over. It's calm down. I think he's dead. It's over, calm uh, down. Okay. He's done. You're done. Relax. It's over. He said. Friends, Inquisitor. Better than his lot any day. Sarah just loses control. All control. Yeah, she, yeah she's she, like going... Yeah. Like, she's going to town on this guy's, like, body. Just like... Cursing. Cursing. There's so much anger, so much vitriol in her. <laughs> She, she, like, I, I want to see what the end result of this body is. It must be destroyed. Yeah, this is what this is the exact type of person that she hates. Mm-hmm. I don't understand what's happening. Like, we were supposed to pick up some sort of prize. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I, suddenly I, there's this douchey noble. <laughs> it is what it is. We had we had to we had to stop her, of course, because that's a it's like, little. It's like we're done here. We're, we're trying to teach her a lesson of self control. He's like, yes, you can kill him, but after, like, the 80th kick, it's time <laughs> to stop. I mean, we kill people all the time, but we don't you know, stew in it. We don't stew in the violence. Yeah, I, I keep my work at work. Yeah. I, I If I'm going to come back home, I'm going to be like, I, it's over. I, it's over. I'm going to put my little jam jams. Killing is, is but a means to, to, uh, to an end. It's not, killing it's is not just something that job. we take enjoyment in. Exactly. Uh, but that's what, that's what she does. And she does kind of call us a friend. She says the friends are better than his lot any day. Mm. So whatever that means, I, I guess that means we're a friend. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I don't it, understand anything that's going on in this section. <laughs> it is very like, I feel like there's just stuff happening. I, I don't like, understand why this man is here. Like I was like, well, I thought we were here to just get some money or a prize. We didn't get shit. I feel like the Grinch when he comes down to Whoville. <laughs> where he goes, it's like, it's like, I'm here to pick up a reward. The child mentioned a check. 
but uh, we get a fade to black, and then we show up back in Sarah's little area, her her little part of the tavern that she's commandeered, <laughs> and we have to talk about the fact that we were led into danger, and that she got ahead of herself there. Felt good to stop the smile off that pisshead's face. Um, what should we say? No more mistakes. No more mistakes. No more mistakes. This was very nearly a disaster. Never again. Well, sure, you deal with shite like. I don't want to hear it. I'm leading. Oh, too all that many just for to greatly disprove. Oh. You are bloody lucky you're still on my good side, because I'd something. Oh, whoa! <laughs> we could kick her out. <laughs> Watch yourself. No. Watch yourself. I need all the help I can get, but consider this a warning. Well, understood. Hot two and all that. If you need me, I'll be waiting for some barking ass to give me orders. So hard to get. Stupid. Everyone. Oh, all that just for her to hate us anyway? I hate her. We, we let you kill him. This ends extremely poorly. We have the chance to kick her out. It's just like, yeah. what do you want to do? And it appears right out, right you in know front what? of us. I just said, I don't want to kick her out. I we don't might... even know, like, I don't know. I feel like... There's also sudden, like if it weren't for this scene where they get upset at each other, I would not have even thought that they were on such bad terms. I don't know. She kind of likes to escalate things. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, we've never liked Sarah all that much and she and Xandrian mm. certainly don't really get along. Yeah. But it does feel like it felt a little sudden. I was like, this is the breaking point <laughs> of all things. I mean, last time the breaking point was Meryl trying to kill us in the fade. <laughs> and it's always well, the female elves. I feel bad. Like I don't well, want it to be like we're <laughs> we're making this archetype. Excuse me. One of the, one of our breaking points was us refusing Isabella to have sex with the evil woman. Yeah, but we never kicked her out. Well, she left us. She left us. But then she ended up um turning into a chantry sister by the end. Mm. You remember that? <laughs> yeah. Sent us a letter. She was like, "Now I'm one with the chantry." <laughs> <laughs> like just like two years ago, you were trying to entrance people with demonic magic to make them slit their own throats, and now you want me to think that you can tell me about the maker. Oh, <laughs> uh, she's gonna she's gonna slip. I don't trust that for a second. I wonder how she is now. Oh, she's probably dead. Do you think she believes that Xandrian is the herald? Probably. She'll, yes, and then she'll probably walk and be like, "Hello, maker." I mean, <laughs> herald. <laughs> Anyway, um, that's Sarah. We we do keep her around. We're not gonna kick her out, but yeah. I mean, we need all the help we can get. We can't just send send her out. No, I I don't like the idea of willingly letting companions if, go. If we were to throw out everyone who disagrees with us, we wouldn't have people in our lives. We would not have had a full party at the end of Dragon Age Two. If exactly. We threw out Meryl. God, we threw out Meryl. We th we wanted to throw out fucking um Aveline because she she just did not care about us. Well, she was also running a very shady operation there with the captain <laughs> with the guards. I want I want to throw out Sebastian because he's a garbage person. Yeah, well, he threw himself out. Good, good. And now <laughs> uh, he, he you know what? No, he deserved me to be pushed off a cliff. <laughs> oh my god. See, this is the thing. Oh, you know what? Maybe this is why we don't like Sarah, because I, I don't want to typecast these the female elves to being people that we hate. But she's also an archer, and we hated Sebastian. I, I, she's, just, she's just the the worst of both worlds. 
No, but uh, I, I there is a lot that I like about Sarah. Yeah, I mean, I could say we don't hate Meryl. We just like making fun of Meryl. Yeah, I don't hate Meryl at all. I think I genuinely hate Sebastian. <laughs> I know you do. I don't like. I don't see much of a problem with him. It's not like he's the most intriguing character. No, it's because no, I hate him. He is. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't care for. I don't care how he says no. Make a no. It's like oh, shut up. Shut up! <laughs> you almost shot a nun. Yeah, as your like introductory scene, Sarah's just you know she has a very close-minded view of the world, but in deep down she is she is an altruistic person. Yeah, even though she's immature and she's young, she's very yeah. young, the youngest person we've ever met. I, I would say I I appreciate Sarah's uh love for fighting for the little guy. Yeah. Um, I just don't like the way. She, you know, she she has a little bit of growing up to do, but I know her heart is in the right place. Sebastian's heart is not in the right place. No. Sebastian is a terrible person. He deserves to be pushed down who the stairs. Who marched on Kirkwall. Who marched on Kirkwall. As who if does he that? enough shit to go. Who? Hawks who not, like, Talia and Anders, neither of them are even there. It's like, so, and you're going you're gonna to harm these innocent people? You're going to harm these? You, you, you disgust me, Sebastian. <laughs> Fuck you. So angry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, next up, we're going to talk to Cassandra, who is by the, like, training dumbing as, as she always is. But then it goes to a scene where she's inside the, like, the blacksmith little hut area. And she's writing. Hi, Cassandra. Hi, Cassie Cass. I'm clicking X. There we go. What's up, Cassie Cass? Writing does not come naturally to me. As I'm certain you can imagine. You can just see her, like, her handwriting. It's just, just terrible. It's just scribbles. You're competing with Varric? Should we say yeah, that? You're competing with Varric. Trying to outdo Varric's next literary masterpiece. <laughs> I haven't his talent for blather. Uh-huh. Historians will one day ask what happened at Adamant Fortress in the Fade. I wasn't there, but others were. Their accounts must be recorded. I still don't know what to say about the spirit of the divine. The Chantry teaches us that the souls of the dead pass through the Fade, so it could have been her. Yet even so... It was a spirit, spirit nothing, nothing more. more. It was a spirit, nothing more. I think it was a spirit, that's all. Perhaps it saw Justinia's soul and admired it enough to carry on her wishes. I hope that's true. When they told me you were physically in the Fade, I was terrified for you. The last time such a thing happened, we created Darkspawn. We created Corypheus. The world needs to know the truth this time. No more legends lost to the ages. Yeah. I like this scene as well. Um, I, I do. <laughs> I find it funny how uh, when we talked to Dorian, he was like, don't let anyone know what happened. And then here's Cassandra, like, I'm writing up all the reports to I, I'm share putting with the it, world. I'm putting it down. I'm going to get this published. People need to know the truth. <laughs> She's like, like the total opposite. And we're like, that's a great idea, Cassandra. That's a great idea, <laughs> such Cassandra. a people pleaser. She's like Meryl Streep in the post. She's just... Uh, <laughs> um... But I do, I do like this, and she's she's kind of trying to figure out her feelings on the whole divine spirit that appeared in the fade, and she expresses worry for for Xandrian too. She's like, "I'm so worried for you when you entered the fade." It's nice it's, to me. It's, 
It's very nice. It shows that she cares. She cares about Xandrian. Yeah. And and Varric comes up too in a little joke. It's like, I feel like this really makes me feel connected to Cassandra, even though mm-hmm. it's such a small little thing. Like she expresses concern. She mentions another companion in a jokey way. Like it feels mm-hmm. like it, like the world is all connected. I, I love her rapport with Varric. I, I'm telling you, they love each other. <laughs> I, I still, I still wouldn't say so. They but... love each other. They're going to have beautiful babies. <laughs> okay. And, and that's that's fine. I mean, Cassandra is a, a romanceable option, but but uh, we're not with her, so she's yeah, she's single. As is Varric, because apparently Bioware does not want player characters with Varric. That is Why? drawing the line. I don't know. He's not romanceable in either game. That's messed up. It's, it, he's beautiful. There is no romanceable dwarf in any of the games. Are you serious? Yeah. But if let's say if you play as a dwarf, you can romance someone. No, there's no romanceable. I mean, other than yourself. No, but... no, no. Let's say like in Dragon Age Origins, I'm a dwarf character. Well, then you could be with someone. I could be with someone. Okay, but but I, there's no like other person who's a dwarf. Do they just not want to? Do they not want to animate a scene where a dwarf and like a human or kunari have sex with each other? You don't Is have that... to animate sex for everything. They they have to animate it anyway because your player character could be a dwarf. I don't understand why. I, I thought Varric would be romanceable. I mean, he, he is single. The women would love that. I would love it. I would <laughs> love it. He's he's hot. Also, mm. speaking of like Cassandra being single, um, I don't know when else this will come up, so I might as well bring it up now. But uh, if you neither romance Dorian nor Iron Bull, they can get together. <gasps> what? Yeah, there's like a... um there it's like an ambient conversation when you're like exploring and i don't actually know how it comes up but like it comes up during that that they're together that's cute yeah so there's love in the air even when we're we're not aware so maybe (laughs) maybe cassandra and varic are a thing they are i like to think i like to think that they're a thing (laughs) but we move on uh next we're going to talk to cole and this goes into yet another scene that involves multiple companions as it normally does with cole (laughs) because <laughs> last time we had Vivienne being like, demon. <laughs> and this time uh, we have Solus and Cole and Cole is kind of like walking real fast with, with Solus and they're very uh, in passionate conversation about something. No, but you like demons. I enjoy the company of spirits. Yes, oh, spirit which is part sexual. of why I do not abuse them with bindings. It isn't abuse if I ask. Not always true. What are you trying to do? Also, I do not practice blood magic, which renders this entire conversation academic. Hi. <laughs> he won't bind me. He's a mage and he likes demons, but he won't help. What's wrong? What's wrong? Why would you want Solus to bind you? So I'm safe. Safe how? If Solus won't do the ritual to bind me, someone else could. Like the Warden Mages, and then I'm not me anymore. And if binding you erases your mind, your consciousness, you wouldn't make me hurt innocent people. I don't want to hurt innocent people again. Oh, he has some problems. We'll protect you. Yeah. We'll find a way to keep you safe without binding you, He doesn't like that. I have a suggestion. I recall stories of amulets used by Raveni Seas. To protect spirits they summon from rival mages. It should protect Cole as well. 
The resources okay. of the Inquisition could be used to find such a talisman. It's gonna be an operation. Good. They will not take me. Okay, Jesus Christ. Okay. So there you go. Cole wants to be bound, just like the Wardens did. Yeah, ugh. It's, That's so sad. It's so sad. Cole's story is just very, very... Like, it's tragedy. It's just... It, it, like, his existence feels so complicated. Yeah. I mean, even from when we met him the very first time in the books, it was like, he was so torn. He didn't know what to do mm -hmm. with himself. He was, like, killing people just to feel seen. And now it's, here he is, and he's like, I don't want to hurt innocent people. So it ties back to that history, yes. too. Uh, um, I, 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 you could tell that he, what his past has hurt him. He's yeah. hurting inside. He I mean, feels, for someone yeah. with that power, I would, I could see why he would be a little bit, you know, manic and and just like out, yeah, out there because like uh, he could see people's minds. He could help people, but they don't remember him. It's just yeah. very sad. And I'm very, I'm very glad that the Inquisition, like at least our companions, remember him. You know, mm -hmm. like the, this is a group of people that clearly know him and like interact with him, but everyone around, like those close to him, don't. You know, and it it, it does remind me of Asunder because remember, Reese obviously had a very close connection with Cole, and mm -hmm. at first the other people from the book could not see him and they would meet him and forget him. But then as they spent more time with him, they would remember him and be able yeah. to interact with him. So I guess like the Inquisition is at that point where they can, they can remember, remember him. him all the time. It's so sad. I know. <laughs> I can't wait to get to his like his well, missions that come up and, and help resolve his story. Yeah. Just to um, give, just to help him just so we could help him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh but you know this this ties back to what i said that this i feel like everyone's really growing on me more through all these cutscenes because now you have like solace interacting with cole mm -hmm. and you get to see how these people interact in situations that are just like ambient like in the world mm -hmm. and i feel like a lot of them are growing on me for those reasons you know yeah but uh that's cole hopefully i i'm pretty sure we got an operation out of this to to try to resolve his worries um but then it's time to talk to one last person who was cullen but uh when we get to his office he's he's not there so we have <laughs> 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 i'm just imagining we get to his office he's not there and xandrian's like okay finally and he finishes the bag of chips all by himself <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh god and he's like oh so it wasn't empty blackwall it's not what <laughs> You know what? Maybe I want a chip now with my and I just got finished gardening and didn't have time to wash my hands. <laughs> Shaking the bag so nervously. It's like, no. How about I take a chip? Just one little chip. I'll just hand it to you. No. Give me the bag. I want to share. <laughs> this is why this is so weird. <laughs> It's like this terrifying scene. <laughs> He's gonna dirty his Doritos. <laughs> oh. Um, do you think Dagna would like the Doritos? We didn't offer we didn't bring up Oh, that. oh, Dagna would love Doritos. Dagna loves and, everything. And if they're not so cheese Doritos, they might remind her of home. Oh my god. <laughs> I feel like 
I just remember. So she's eating. It's like, we had rivers of <laughs> cheese just everywhere. It was amazing. <laughs> I haven't seen my father in years. Oh my God, the poor guy. Yeah. Anyway, we make it to Colin's office and he's not there. So uh, we we get the news and then go back to the blacksmith hut with Cassandra for a scene. Where's Colin? I, I killed Colin. Inquisitor, if you're looking for the commander, he's gone to speak with Seeker Pentagast. You asked for my opinion and I've given it. Why would you expect it to change? If I'm unable to fulfill what vows I kept, then nothing good has come of this. Um, would you rather save face than admit... What are you talking about? Are they married? We will speak of this later. We've told no one this And before. people say I'm stubborn. This is ridiculous. Cullen told you that he's no longer taking Lyrium. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You I were to watch him. You, yes. He trusted your judgment on the matter. <sighs> he was not interested in my judgment today. Cullen mm. has asked that I recommend a replacement for him. I yes. refused. It's not necessary. Besides, it would destroy him. He's come so far. Cullen has a chance to break that leash, to prove to himself and anyone who would follow suit that it's possible. He can do this. I knew that when we met in Kirkwall. Talk to him. Decide if now is the time. Okay, you don't have to dramatically finish your sentence while you walk away from me. This is also quite sad. You know, we've never been the biggest, like, Cullen fans. And not that we hate him. It's just, like, he seems very, um... He's sort of one note. Yeah, it's, just, it's Cullen. I mean, but like, this... he's, he's great to look at. Yeah. <laughs> but this, I feel like this is really... This is a heavy subject here about him. He's going through withdrawals, and it's mm -hmm. affecting his work. And now he's asking for a replacement. It, this is uh. a This is a big point of insecurity and mm -hmm. uh i don't know it's a it's very sad it's very different it's, it's yeah. very sad like he i think it, it it shows more like you know he has some insecurity with himself and yeah with and the, turmoil with not, and the, a turmoil like not taking lyrium and how he reacts to it it's mm -hmm. very very um unfortunate to see yeah and cassandra describes it as like a leash that he's mm -hmm. trying to break from. And this is not only Cullen, but this is much like Margot Robbie in Bombshell. <laughs> this, is <rep> <laughs> this is representative of the experience of, of all sorts of Templars who were on Lyrium and, and they feel like they can't break free of it. And he's trying to also set an example for like what other people can do. Mm -hmm. But meanwhile, the, there's turmoil within him. Yes. While he's trying to be like, like an, set an example. It's very sad. It it, yeah. it it makes me think back to how um, Anders, not Anders, sorry, Alistair was a former like Templar in training, right? Yes. I wonder, did he never actually start taking Lyrium? Because he never had anything like this with regard to like not having Lyrium. I don't think so. I don't think Some, so. Maybe he left too early for that. Maybe. Anyway, that, that was something I just thought of. Because I was like, you know, Alistair was also an ex-Templar, but he, I guess he never was fully one. Yeah. He has to but, deal with other shit, like the calling. <laughs> it's plenty of, yeah, and he's a warden. God, he just Oh, God, wait, now I'm even thinking about it. Fucking the king of Ferelden has to deal with the calling eventually? Yeah. That's horrifying. Uh, that's terrifying. Well, at least, you know, what's-her-face is really in charge. Anora. Yeah, yeah, so it's like, oh, you can't rule anymore. 
That sucks. I guess I'm queen now. We have to evoke the 25th Amendment. (laughs) 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 Yeah, that's why. Imagine your king just starts like turning into like this crazy demon abomination, like Dark Souls abomination. Just like, like, I'm hearing voices. I'm hearing voices. Blah, 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 blah. It's like, well. Go to the deep roads and be lost to time. Oh, God. Is he going to turn into Ruck? Is that what was that his name? (laughs) Yeah, that's Ruck. Although I don't think that happened. Like, does that happen to Grey Warden, or do they just become Darkspawn? Maybe they just. Oh God, Grey Wardens really fucking suck. Yeah, when when they hear the calling, they go to the deep roads, to, never to be seen again. And then he's gonna turn to little Edie. <laughs> he's gonna turn to little Edie. Maybe the architect will find him. Maybe and be like, ah. Oh, Imagine that he- in a future game. Just what? like you, you get your fi- you finally. We've been asking for this forever. You get your first Darkspawn companion. And it's like, it's me, Alistair. It's like, Alistair, what happened? I heard the calling. Oh, God. It's like, but the architect found me. And I'm following him as well, Ruck. He's my friend. And then if he if you romanced him as the hero of Ferelden, it would be like, my love. <laughs> and you finally have a Darkspawn romance. Ew. Ew. Darkspawns probably smell like poop. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Any, anyway, we're gonna deal with Cullen's, you know, withdrawal problem. Right, back to Cullen. <laughs> <laughs> um, we do go back to his office to to see how he's doing now that we've talked to Cassandra. And when we enter, he begins by like he's looking down at his little chest of like lyrium taken tools. Then he goes like, ah! and he throws it at the door as soon as we walk in. <laughs> Manny, do you want to describe your your Chop Junior fantasy? Oh, okay. <laughs> Why, and why that relates and why this relates okay so um in the in the show uh chop jr chop baby as, as we like, I like to say as we like to say it. um right before they get sent to the room for judgment or while they judge i always imagine one of the judges <laughs> just getting so pissed off at a dish that he fucking like chucks the plate at the at the wall <laughs> That's right next to the, like the hallway that they're about to freaking uh, leave to go to the uh, to the room, and I'm just imagining as they're walking away, he barely misses them as he chucks a plate or a knife towards the children. No a plate, Randy. <laughs> well, there's a knife in that wall. Oh, in the wall, you mean? In the wall, there's already a knife. Oh. And so that was like, oh, that was when someone was just fucking fed up. But that's exactly <laughs> what happens here, because Cullen throws the chest, and it's like literally right next to Xandrian as he's entering through the door. So it just reminds me of Chop Jr., of course. Yes. Oh, hey! Maker's breath. I didn't hear you enter. Watch where you're throwing things. Forgive me. You are not okay. I never meant for this to interfere. Did you know Ferelden's circle was taken over by abominations? I was there. The Templars, my friends, were slaughtered. We were there, too. We were. I was tortured. They tried to break my mind, and I... (laughs) How can you be the same person after that? Still, I wanted to serve. They sent me to Kirkwall. I trusted my knight commander, and for what? (laughs) A fear of mages ended in madness. Kirkwall's circle fell. Innocent people died in the streets. Can't you see why I want nothing to do with that life? You have bad timing. (laughs) (laughs) Stop being in places when they're going to shit. 
Exactly. Just, I, understand. I understand. Yeah. Of course I can. I don't. You should be questioning what I've done. I swore myself to this cause. I will not give less to the Inquisition than I did to Chantry. I should be taking it. He's clearly in a very, um, very distraught state. Yeah, he punched a bookshelf. Literature. No Literature. You can't punch books. This is where we keep the Tevinter books for punch. Oh, you could punch. You could punch those. <laughs> you could punch those for sure. Um, but he, I, I do like that he goes through his whole past and sort of explains the the emotional weight that he bears. You know, like mm-hmm. he was in the circle and he was tortured by demons. Then he goes to Kirkwall and his boss goes crazy, and he's like, now I'm here in the Inquisition and I'm finally like serving in a righteous way, and I'm, just, I'm still I'm in just... turmoil. I'm just imagining like his mindset uh, when Corypheus attacked is like, I was tortured at the circle that I was sent to Kirkwall. My boss goes crazy. <laughs> I joined the Inquisition and we get attacked by a demon man, by, by... a dark spawn creature. Oh, my of, God. Of old, of thousands of years ago. I mean, granted, right now, he, he's, in a good, he's in a good spot. They have a castle. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've, this is probably the cushiest job he's had. Yeah, he has job security even without yeah. the the delirium. But the, yeah, but it's delirium withdrawals. Like even in this job, he's still going through mm-hmm. hardship. It's very sad. So yeah, when he punches the Tevinter bookshelf, we get uh we get dialogue <laughs> options, and we can basically choose whether we want him to keep taking lyrium or to stop taking lyrium. Oh oh, this is okay. This is important. All right, Colin will start taking lyrium again. Colm will start taking lyrium again. Colm will not take lyrium. Should we say you don't need the lyrium? You do not need the lyrium. Yeah. You give enough, Cullen. I'm not asking you for more. The Inquisition can be your chance to start over. If you want it to be. I don't know if that's possible. I feel like he's gonna cry and hug us. Like it's probably sh- another thing that's probably much more powerful if you're, like, romancing, romancing him. him. Yeah. Because that looked like a romance angle. That, that definitely, like, if you're romanced then it would have, like, had, like, some sort of extra, like, intimate aspect. Thus ends a full of friendship episode. It's friendship, well, full of friends. I mean, there was some bad shit that happened with friends in this episode. No, but it's mostly full of friendship. We talked to lots of people that I would consider a friend. Um, I, I, we almost threw out Sarah. We, we, <laughs> that we was never would have. The game just gave us the opportunity. Yes, but the fact that the game gave us the opportunity shows <laughs> the crippling state of that relationship. <laughs> shows how terrible <laughs> the relationship is. <laughs> okay, but besides that, but even then, even then, we still had a great moment with her. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, and we, we had, had a great even with people who weren't companions. We got to talk to Dagna, we got to connect with Morgan, we got to connect with Krem, even people who who aren't our companions. I feel like this I think this was a success. Oh, all in all. And and all in all best thing we made someone tranquil. And it was it was a great Oh yeah, we also got, well, you got to live out your Chop Junior fantasy. I got to live out my Well, Chop you were on the receiving end. So, yeah, on the receiving exactly. <laughs> 
Um, and in the but, end, we decide, Colin, you know, he, he is setting an example for people yes. to break from that leash. So uh, we're, we're trying to encourage him to, to stick with it and support him. Yeah. It's, it's very nice. Yeah. But it was a wonderful episode with friendships and terrible songs and... It's just, oh, just, just great ups and great. down. This was a real roller coaster. It was a real roller coaster <laughs> in loop de loops, high uh, highs and low lows. <laughs> um, but next episode, I don't know what's happening, but I'm pretty sure something big will happen. We still have, um, we still have to hunt the heart of Snow White for Vivienne. Yeah, yeah, we had, we didn't get much Vivienne time in this episode, yeah. so I, I'm, I do I'm hope sure that maybe, yeah, the next episode will have her. Let me see. I'm gonna, I'm gonna briefly look up right now what happens next. Okay, that does not happen next. But we do oh. have some big friend missions that I am excited oh, to get to next time. Big friend missions, so we're, it's going to be yes. more friendly. Yeah, I mean, like after the fade, you really need your friends as there for support, and so that's what we're doing. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm excited. This is going to be a bit of a stretch of. Th there was like towards this part of Inquisition, there was just a stretch of a lot of friendship-related missions because mm -hmm. we need to get our inner circle stuff done in time to continue the story. Mm -hmm. But um, thankfully, what I will say about this game is that the the side friendship missions are like that. That's juicy, good content, much like yeah. Dragon Age Two and Dragon Age Origins. Like the, the the side missions that involve your companions are quite riveting. I would yeah, say. it's not. They it's not like lot. like it feel. It doesn't feel like you know useless filler. It feels like a, a good connection. You get to make yeah. connections with these people. You get to deepen your relationship. Or even ruin your relationships. There's so much freedom um, that you can do with uh, these missions and these conversations with these friends. Yeah. It's very, it's very nice. It's, I'm pretty sure a... one of the missions coming up also involves the ability to get rid of someone. Oh, wonderful! <laughs> if I'm remembering correctly, so uh, I am excited. Mm -hmm. But um, as always. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at EnchantmentCast. You can email us at EnchantmentPodcast at gmail.com. You can rate and review us at EnchantmentCast.com slash Apple for Apple Podcasts or wherever it is you listen to the show if they have rating and reviews on their site. Um, you can also go to Patreon, EnchantmentCast.com slash Patreon, where for $1 a month, you can find found footage of us playing the Dragon Age games. And for $5 a month, you can get bonus episodes. And you can also go to Discord and Chomacast.com slash Discord, where you can talk to us and others about the show or other things. As always, I'm Brandon. And I'm Manny. And this has been Enchantment. Thank you for listening. And enjoy the rest of your stay at Disney's Hollywood Studios. <laughs>